0: Hey everybody, I'm entertainment journalist Drew Taylor. And I'm filmmaker Charles Hood, and we host Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast. But right now we're about to launch our first ever universe-expanding miniseries. That's right, get ready for Light the Fuse Presents The Directors. We'll speak to
1: filmmakers who have made iconic Paramount movies and get them to open up in a way that only we can.
0: That's right, listen to Light the Fuse Presents The Directors, wherever you get your podcasts. This is another Movies That Made Me classic episode with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. That's the idea. This episode of Classic Movies That Made Me is brought to you by...
2: Yeah, I, I don't do my Bobcat impression
0: anymore. Why not? Because it's bad. Did you, did you ever do one? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. The kids, the kids want to hear it. The kids want to hear it. No,
2: everybody does those. It's, it's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> All right. But you, why, 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 why do that when you can hear the real thing? That's right. Exactly right. And here we are with our second uh, classic episode of the movies that made me. The great Bobcat. Goldthwait joined us to talk about something that um, uh, I was very excited about. Where you, Joe? We did live action Disney movies in the seventies. And that's something that I don't think gets discussed enough. In, no, uh, in the Bobcat is
2: a kind of a connoisseur of that
0: particular genre. He is, he is. And uh, uh, this, this was a great one. So let's, let's check in with Bobcat Goldthwaite on classic movies that made me. That I think about, so often, because it just so captured something quintessential about being a human being. Oh. You're going to, how okay. it, the Bono gets so much puss. But... Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> 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 I didn't realize it that <laughs> it just, I right. it <laughs> it's that profound. it just have messed it up. Have you had uh, Gilbert on? No,
2: Because
1: Gilbert movie really, really knows Oh, yeah, film. no. Yeah, yeah he's movie yeah, he, it like, loves the Universal Monsters. Like, oh, no, no, that would be fun. It's
0: a way in. Yeah, that yeah. would be. I could yeah. just sit and watch you and Gilbert go off.
1: I mean, that is his That is his jam,
0: but he does know a lot about movies. So, I don't know, should I just, should we, are we ready? Are we good? Yeah. We'll clip all this off. You what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we start with this stuff. It sounds <laughs> it makes it sound very uh, very casual, like we're hanging out in your living room. Dave, Dave tells me that's the secret to uh, podcast success. You convince them you're their friend, and... That's sitcoms, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, let them into your home. This is The Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. You said Bobcat on the phone. Right? Yeah, I prefer
1: Bobcat. Okay. right. It'd be weird if my girlfriend started calling me that, but <laughs> my daughter does to bust my chops uh, often. Like, like if we're in a public place, she'll go
0: Bobcat. You know, really? Just,
1: yeah, my skin crawls. But, uh, so that's but okay. But my friends then. Yeah, call so... me Bobcat. Most Cause... of all, my friends actually. Ah,
0: I, I somehow thought we were supposed to know call that. me Bob because I'm an auteur now. I, yeah, because you're exactly right. <laughs> you
1: know, I'm going to leave in a huff.
0: Exact- I'm Bob Scratch
1: Goldfarb, goddammit.
0: <laughs> so obviously we're here with our guest this week, Rich Little. Um, and uh, uh, Bobcat, you obviously, I mean, I don't have to introduce you much. Everybody knows you as, as uh, when you were. Well, you
1: could still. I mean, there's uh, a handful of people who think I'm dead. So... <laughs> So that would probably dispel that, but yeah, um, you wouldn't mind a little introduction. No, 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 no I'm no, going
0: I, to. Okay, I mean so you say this man needs an introduction, so, and then you yeah? But then, him. so the, yes. Yeah, the so I was. Uh,
1: well, no, I'll, I'll. i was an '80s comedian. <laughs> an '80s comedian. Was, yeah, and that was
0: recently though. right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what what uh, I I realized. The, I went to the march last week, and on Instagram, I'm not on any other social media because Instagram's pretty safe. But there's a. I didn't know you were a liberal. <laughs> Unfollow, you know, and unfollow is the the biggest insult to this person and to a lot of people. But I'm like, I used to play arenas. There's a lot of people who unfollowed me. That really doesn't hurt me. That train left
0: about 10, 20 years ago. Well, I'm also, how is, I mean, I understand with a musician where, you know, maybe you just don't hear the lyrics or all you hear is, born in the USA. Right. But- How the fuck is somebody a fan of yours and only just now on Instagram realizing you you swing a little to the left? Right, but
1: it was, you know, when Trump first got in and then I was was at a rally like the next day and it was what I realized there's a lot of people that support Trump that loves Police Academy. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what i found out that day because they were really bad and they obviously hadn't seen my stand-up or any of the movies Got i made it, yes. so 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 that's it they just uh they just like this this one character that i did years and, ago and now they're just deeply deeply deeply, deeply kind of disappointed destroying in their yeah. Police academy uh, yeah v- yeah
0: vhs's at two z <laughs> um yeah uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but maybe you'll pick up a few followers by um, yeah. being on our show. <laughs> a few. <laughs> if, if we ever have an audience, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I would never say, but yes, great comedian in the 80s, um, did a lot of acting and films and then uh, segued into directing with a movie um, uh, that uh, I know rocked my world and, and certainly a lot of people's, uh, The Great Shakes the Clown. Yeah, yeah uh which you also acted in i was yeah i would never
1: do that again but yeah shakes the clown which is kind of you know i have a new series uh called um misfits and monsters and it's it's i didn't realize it until i started promoting it that that all the way back in shakes was where uh, the new series i i mash up genres you know there's like a There's one where a cartoon character comes to life and he's trying to kill the guy who does his voice because he hates the way it makes him sound. You know, (laughs) know, why do you got to make make me sound stupid? Stuttering? That's funny for kids. And it's really dark and gets very violent. um, (laughs) Awesome. So, you know, it's like Cape Fear and Roger Rabbit, you know, kind of. But if I go back to Shakes, it was like I really was... You know, I was making fun of comics, but I thought it was funny to do a noir film in clown suits. And then really, at the end of the day, I was also kind of taking the piss out of I always <laughs> recovery movies. I always think they're funny. But I think people, they think I was trying to make a statement. You know, the dude's in an AA meeting in a clown suit. I mean, and he's like, hey, I'm Shakes. Hi,
0: welcome, Shakes. You know, uh, that to me is funny. But some people thought I was trying to, trying to I don't know. I'm with, I just thought that's a genre. I wonder if anybody will. You know, we ask people to come in with, you know, sometimes lists. Right. We just kind of talk about their favorite genre. I wonder if we're ever going to run across someone who just wants to do recovery films.
1: Recovery films or decline films, you know, last well, the,
0: weekend and that
2: kind of thing. I
0: find know? most of those so depressing because <laughs> like, they really well like you, any
2: any any celebrity. They're only going to go one of two ways. A decline
0: film. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Know.
2: I mean, the first half is always interesting as they get to the top, and then once yeah. they get there, it's just a slow, steady decline, and you can. I, just, mean,
0: I love the first half of Sid and Nancy. <laughs> right.
1: I, mean, I love the yeah. first half of those films, and so. then the last act. I discover the cure for <laughs> immortality. Yeah, and <laughs> went to another planet.
0: Different
1: yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to. I think the key to the biopics that I like is you take a chunk from the life, you know. Right. And I think when they're ambitious and they tell the whole story, it's exactly what you say. And it's it doesn't. It you know,
0: here I, well. No, we have a thing, it's come up on every show. Well, uh, Ed Wood, Ed Wood always comes oh, up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> always comes up. <laughs> Although oh. this time I cheated and pushed it. Well, Ed Wood, yeah,
1: I mean, Ed Wood, yeah, he died in the valley directing porn. Um,
2: yeah, but in the movie, he gets but a in the movie premiere yes. at the Pantages, yeah, exactly. yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, life
2: can be beautiful, yeah.
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, you, I, we're way off, but there was a photo yesterday floating around because on uh, Fourth of July, uh, Bob Dylan pulled over mm. and Highland and and, and greatest thing had a, ever, yes. had a, he took a selfie with a Spock impersonator, and the guy really looked like Leonard Moulton Spock. There was it one was, other guy. Oh, then he also did one with uh, Don King. Don King, but right? But the 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 Leonard Nemo, I actually was wondering what it was doing like on oh, Leonard, it's me, Bob, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I saw this insanity, I was like, you know what, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> A buddy of mine was like oh, yeah. going, <laughs> the spot guy's like going, this guy's Dylan is really good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ed Wood. Well, you know, here, look, I have the Ed Wood tattoo. Oh, my so, God. My God. So there's it's a, not a Johnny Depp picture. Okay, it's not no, Johnny, it's the yes. the real Ed Wood. Yeah. And my sister goes, your, your uncle has the Ed Hardy uh, tattoo. <laughs> and I was like, no, man. It's Ed Wood.
0: Had you had that before? Or was that something to go along with the transition to directing. To having the Ed Woods had to... Yeah. No, I've
1: always had a, a kinship to him making small movies because he had to with a bunch of...
2: But he made them his own way. Yeah,
1: and with yeah. a bunch of kooks. Yeah. And and that's how I've done it, you know, way outside the system. And, and so I do... I don't think he's the worst filmmaker because... It, 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 his films are are oh, imaginative entertaining. yeah oh, entertaining. yeah you're, you're often going what the hell I can't I like just people remembering that dialogue that's beautiful so um yeah. so yeah, I have a soft spot, but I also have Lepetamine here too <laughs> I'm the illustrated shouldn't man on, shouldn't he be on so. your rump yeah <laughs> No, I, I don't want to show you the one on my butt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Joseph Poulgeau. We'll uh, see how you
0: feel in about 45 minutes. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe. There's a good story with
0: the one on my butt, but uh,
1: I don't know if it'll play in the podcast.
0: Uh, well, Joe has one. On, never mind. Do you have um, any
2: tattoos? No. No, I
0: had the kind that you
2: took off when you were a kid. Yeah, you yeah. Lick them, put them on. You know, the,
1: those, when I was a kid, like, stickers, was I would freak out. Like, I didn't like that. And then... And then um, Sadly, it was like once my mother passed away, and I was like, all right, let's just go for it.
0: You know? <laughs> it it's, huh? Yeah, there's a great, who's it? So there's the line of uh, that. To be, to be a true artist, you have to pretend your parents are dead. So,
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That, like, uh, I know that if I started yeah. my stand up in the same hometown as my parents, well, I did a little bit, but I moved, it would have totally uh, influenced my act, you know? Because when toned my, it down. Or, yeah, I mean, when my first HBO special, my mother was like, How can I go to church? I gotta <laughs> go to mass and everyone's gonna see that, you know, talk to me about it. So,
0: <laughs> that was, I um, uh, we are getting very far, but I, yeah, we haven't, enough. I'm sorry, I bet. No, know. no, that's fine. I just, I made a short film a thousand years ago when I was trying to get out of writing straight to video movies, and uh, I got really stoned and just wrote a monologue. And a friend of mine convinced me to shoot it. And it's just a guy reminiscing about having had sex with his dog when he was 15. Wow. And it it actually got to the LA Film Fest. Sure. It got me me infested. But (laughs) I remember for years trying to keep my parents from it. And somehow my dad caught wind of it. (laughs) And we were back. For some reason, he was going to loan me the car to take this long road trip to a film festival. I was back in Philly and he made me give him the film first. And I said, all right, but I get to leave the house with your car before you and and i got 15 minutes from home and the phone rings and my dad goes this is a masterpiece. Oh, absolutely love really it. Sweet. I take it to the premiere of History of Violence. The movie ends. He leans over. He goes, "Kid, you did good, but it's no puppy love." Wow, <laughs> that's really sweet. Which was kind of lovely. And by the way, one of the areas I like to think where you and I intersect. Yeah, you, we you, did.
1: I, I haven't
0: met any. We both had sex with dogs. we yeah. both made movies. So, well, <laughs> we both
1: had. You like, look. You do what you can to get ahead in this business. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I too did a, 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 a bestiality, but mine was a rom come with just a tiny bit of bestiality. Yeah, mine had, no, you didn't actually see it. Yeah, me too. But do you find that if
0: you do, you know, I've written (laughs) about murderers and kidnappers and assassins, and nobody assumes you've done those things, but one four-minute movie about fucking a dog. Yeah,
1: and then like when I was on the festival circuit with it, it was just (laughs) Everybody had to disclose to me. It's like, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm like, oh my god, and over and over. And they thought you, you could- mean they tell you? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. The first time it played, the first night, uh, this woman came up and and uh, and uh, yeah, it was at Sundance. It was called Stay when it was, which I think is a better name. <laughs> well, yeah. And and so the. Uh, the incident is off camera and it's right at the beginning and I like to dig holes and then try to get out of them. And then, um, at, I, you know, at Sundance, everything sells out, but the people were there, but they weren't there to see my movie. They were just, it was a ticket they could get. And I was grateful that they were there. So there was people that, uh, uh, who were upset at the very beginning of the movie. There was a couple of walkouts and stuff, but there was this woman behind me who was trying to get out and her friend, talks her into staying and then about 50 minutes in she starts crying <laughs> and my daughter was with me and she goes look at your friend now and my daughter goes yeah you cried bitch you cried <laughs> how, how old was your daughter uh she was eight no she was uh, she was no that was she was in uh finishing high school so she was Fantastic. probably like 17 18
0: yeah <laughs> Yes. It's a wonderful film. And then, as long as we're doing this, I just want to mention, too, because um, there are so many terrific ones, but uh, um, World's Greatest Dad, I uh, thought, um, it just was such an amazing and perfect film. And oh, thanks. When, when Robin Williams passed, I remember my wife and I looking for something to watch to kind of have that thing that you do and someone you didn't know and sort of loved. Uh, and she had never seen it. And there's a scene in it without ruining it where... And it's the two of you coming together so beautifully because he's got to give this dead-on performance of a man experiencing the worst anguish you possibly can. And due to the context you have created, it's also insanely funny. And it, that is one of the most just amazingly tense, effective, powerful, emotional, and hilarious scenes I've ever seen. Oh, well, uh, Thanks a lovely movie so that's a great segue into the films we're talking about which are yes. all <laughs> well, we gotta see if Joe how he feels about
1: the, this uh, yeah why don't you drop it what on would you, I don't how know. would you how, call I, I, I it. Like, how do
0: you characterize there were
1: you know the there's a pocket of Joe
2: Joe
0: it's a job Pente, ladies it's a job Wait, it's a
1: job. it's going a job <laughs>
2: I'm on a podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I thought your pants were haunted.
1: (laughs) I, uh, so uh, there was this, time in disney where they weren't making animated movies so they had all those live action films usually driven by like kurt russell and stuff mm-hmm. but i have a really soft spot for those like the computer or tennis shoes a million dollar duck i mean the the high end is like the cat from outer space
2: that darn cat
1: yeah that darn cat i was thinking i forgot about this in fact that herbie the love bug was herbie, probably yeah. it was always like it was just one weird premise, and and oh, and Ed Flynn always showed up in it too. Joe Ed, Flynn, Joe Flynn, Joe Flynn yeah, yeah, no, Ed Flynn was a guy I went to with <laughs> the school. Be really weird if Ed Flynn showed up.
0: I really did. I went to school with Ed so Flynn. So kind of yes. So sort of uh, live action Disney films from about yeah, but it was 1969 like, to about and, 1974.
1: Yeah, and Dean Jones and the Dean be like, Jones, yeah, Kurt like, Russell. The one I was thinking about that I remember really clearly was this one. It was called The Barefoot Executive. When a network mailboy
0: finds a chimp who can select top rated TV shows, he goes from making peanuts to millions.
1: In The Barefoot
0: Executive. Walt Disney Productions' hilarious spoof on television's rating game, The Accents on a Youth with a Missing Link to Success. Raffles, the choosy chimp who lets his human pal know what he likes and what he doesn't like. And the neighbor,
1: this guy's got a pet chimp, or I can't remember what the chimp's doing over this guy's house, but he's watching this chimp, and the chimp reacts to television shows, and they realize that the chimp can pick out hit series. So now the chimp okay so bear, we get the premise but i was thinking how bitter was this writer Do you know? What that, he's like that was truly like have you ever have you ever spite pitched something like, like i have like i've been in the middle of a meeting and i pitched a movie that someone will make because i was pitching this thing it was it was. It, it was. It starts with our uh, protagonist killing himself. So, so I see that just a bombing in the room, and I was like, "And I, this is a true story. I pitched Easter Dad. It was uh, something that I had never thought of, but I saw all these uh, 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 Tim Allen Santa Claus posters. So I thought, I, so I was just in the middle of the pitch. I pitched Easter Dad. Like, what's it about? I go, it's about a dad who finds the true meaning of Easter. <laughs> <laughs> And and, uh, I thought my agent was going to go, What what did you do to those people? And they go, They really like that other one. I go, Easter Dad? I was kidding. But yeah.
0: (laughs) I I had one of those. I had a a project. um, I was involved involved early on with the remake of Sudden Fear, which is the Joan Collins, uh, Joan Crawford movie, where she plays a successful Mm -hmm. playwright who um, uh, falls in love with and marries young Jack Palance, who is a, a, a pretty young actor. And then finds out he's going to kill her. And the mandate was to try to break away from those movies that were all the rage back then of uh, stuff like Hand That Rocks the Cradle or um, what's the Michael Douglas one where it was all these sort of powerful men being, you know. star d- Chamber? Attacked by, no, the fatal, fatal attraction attacks. by, you know, uh, these powerless women who are somehow the monsters in the film. And I joke pitched Trophy Wife. Oh, um, that's about so good! This sort of powerful fifty-year-old man who marries a nineteen-year-old, and then and then becomes her victim. I think and, it's like the name. Yeah, you go in
1: trophy wife. What's it about? <laughs> it's not what you think. It's, it's about just, an old guy <laughs> that marries a really hot young woman after a divorce,
0: and then she terrorizes him. And by the time oh. I was done, sudden fear had become that they changed wow. the genre. <laughs> I was just. But but the uh, but, that that the, that
1: genre Disney film, yes. I, and I don't know who else. The, they never went as dark as, as a lot of things, you know, I was thinking of, but, but they, they, they were always in camera effects. And I know that that had something to do with me as a kid really liking them.
0: Well, there's something, know? but they were all earthbound. Except right. there would be Except this kind, kind of, of banana. Yeah, you're yeah. like just hanging out in the suburbs, and then this there's this weird green stuff that just bounces higher and higher every time. Yeah, you know, well, I think if there's a duck it, that lays golden eggs. Well, yeah. it, it all started
2: with the Obstaminer Professor. I mean, that was really the first one. And, Shaggy dog. And, and, and they followed the Obstaminer Professor. Oh, and the, and yeah. then there was Son of Flubber. And right. oh, those were very popular, they were, but they were all in black and white. And then in the 60s, when Color TV came in and the Disneyland TV show became popular, it was, you know, the, the pictures would play for a couple of months, and then they would go to television. So they're all in color, and uh, and you're right. They all have Joe Flynn. <laughs> yeah.
1: but would they would they would they like uh, cut them
2: out? Cut them down to to air? Usually American they'd television? be two partners.
1: Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. What? You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There were but, so you're a fan of these. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I saw the Ugly Dachshund. I I mean I I saw them, but but I. I couldn't help but do a parody of them in matinee, where I did the shook up shopping cart, which is <laughs> That's very right. similar to those pictures, it has That's the same right. kind of dialogue. And, yes. But it's but it's only but you like, you it's flip. only two and a half minutes long. See, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. much Unless easier do to do it take. as
0: a picture. Yeah, yeah.
2: But the barefoot executive is actually the best of them.
0: Wait, is it? I think uh, I I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of a Million Dollar Duck.
2: Million. Me too. Actually, I really
1: like gold from duck. a duck's ass. Well, the the scene where there's the there's it's it's it's. Almost like Keaton when the, there's like a million ducks come charging. <laughs> I also had a pet duck when I was a kid, so I might have been soft oh, wow. on that. Yeah. yeah, It was imprinted on me and followed <laughs> me around. So not only was I, you know, it's just I needed one more thing. <laughs> Instead of having a target sewn on my back. It's like, who's that fat kid? Your famous seal from an early Yeah, yeah with the yeah.
0: duck following <laughs> him around. Uh, but I no, I love that. And that, that also... Um, I remember sort of realizing early on that that they were, they knew what they were doing. I remember going back as an adult and realizing because there's a scene isn't uh, what's his name Tony Roberts, from Woody Allen movies, in Million Dollar Duck, and there's a there's a scene where he um, walks out of the room holding a couple of eggs. He goes, "I am the Egg Man." These guys uh, are—they're not just these old guys locked up in Burbank somewhere (laughs) writing these things.
1: So you you didn't have a soft spot for him, like.
2: No, I know I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not going to take this that's off. two. I had a podcast. Goodbye.
1: So, <laughs> if um, how old are you? Okay, old. I'm 56.
2: I'm
0: older.
1: So, but when I so you know, that's why I'm bringing it up. I'm their target audience.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah, I was actually so a little you, too. Old. I was a little you, too old. For you those
1: knew pictures. you knew movies at that point. That was my thing. I was I
2: was even, I was or reviewing or? movies. At that time, yeah, so, so I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the target audience.
1: Did you have a soft spot for uh, older Disney animation?
2: Oh, I'm, Disney animation is what gets every kid into the movies. I yeah, mean, you know they used to re-release them every seven years to get the new generation. And so, uh, like the first movie that you would see would either be Snow White on a reissue, or Peter Pan when it's new, or and right. then if you if you miss it, or Bambi or whatever. And then within the next seven years, they all they'd all come out again.
1: Right, right. So and you'd see them
2: all in theaters, and they were they were a big deal, and they were the gold standard until they finally realized that they had played them on home video so often that they had lost their theatrical luster, and so you don't you very seldom see theatrical revivals of those pictures anymore, which is a shame because they really yeah. worked best in a theater.
1: Yeah, I can't think of any of the that that period of those. I never got to see any of those movies in theater Yeah, no, right? i don't think i did either. yeah i never
0: did they did it in the 90s uh in fact they had a the disney cable channel started the thing at two o'clock in the morning called vault disney in which they would open the vault and they would you would catch these movies the ones we're talking about
1: well i've running. seen them but i never yeah, i can't imagine yeah to me they were always on television so yeah. so these movies that for me they really did kind of influence me because i would it just kind of you know as a kid I was just watching it and and it just kind of made sense I really do think in a weird way it does influence the the kind of stories I tell now I I don't like the word dark but obviously I take it a little darker but it you know but it's I always like one premise and then I go maybe I go two premises I mean I was just thinking the new show there's a there's a mermaid episode I shot at Weeki Wachee down in uh, Florida where they've been doing the mermaid shows since 47 and um, so a guy guys asks this mermaid out and she turns out to be a real mermaid and uh, his friend is uh this guy's claiming that he's really woke. And then when he finds out he's, she's a mermaid, doesn't want to go out. And the other guy's saying, well, that's because you're a racist. So <laughs> this guy goes to take some mermaid out to, to prove that he's not a racist. And he starts falling for her. And then it was in this lagoon and then Neptune pops up and he's like, hello, whore. And, you know, it's like, that's my, it's my ex. Just keep going. And, <laughs> and, uh, well, and that, we, that sounds we had an underwater fight. You probably what other? I mean, I know. I remember seeing Buster Keaton do one, uh, yeah, underwater fight. Where where else? What other pictures?
0: Oh, um, that? one of the well, the uh, James Bond movie. Yeah, the James Bond. I mean, no, there's there's um, creature on um,
2: the Black Lagoon. There's one of the uh, one of the Zucker. Yeah,
0: films. one of the Zucker, Is films. Zucker films. Underwater. That, the, one with the Elvis one. Yeah. The, oh, the top yeah, secret. Yeah, top secret. Yeah. Is top secret on an underwater bar yeah.
2: fight. I feel like. Have yeah. you ever
1: shot an underwater fight?
2: Uh, not an underwater fight I've shot underwater and I don't recommend it it's
1: really slow. yeah it's horrible isn't it
2: taking off your wetsuit holy crap it's,
1: it's, it's the worst thing it's ever. the worst thing it's the worst thing it's also just like you're watching I'm dry watching the monitor I go get him a C-stand you know <laughs> you know, and you're like you just that. some we had manatees that kept coming into the uh, uh, blocking the light
0: oh uninvited un- ones yeah
1: because they I don't know why they're like moths. and the producers like what are we waiting for? Do you have ADs? I, ADs. I, yeah, scared the manatees <laughs> and manatee uh, wranglers. Manatee so this is a story that no matter how I tell it uh, always people don't they're not on my side and I got to figure <laughs> out maybe I should stop telling the story or certainly maybe not publicly but it was one of my best friends was playing Neptune and and um but when we showed up there's all these alligator signs and I was like hey can you take those down before Tony gets here <laughs> and so I took out the warning alligator signs and then we <laughs> shot the scene and then the next day him and Bridget Everett are going yeah that's weird. we had all those manatees last night and they go you know they're endangered because uh, alligators uh, attack manatees and I was like yeah well it's funny you bring that up <laughs> Like when we wrapped at 3 a.m., the prop guy, I'm gonna, he's like, "Good night, boss," and "Good night, Darren." He's got a big stack of alligator warning signs that he had to put back up. Now, I, I obviously, I don't think, I don't know. I guess I, in my head, I just assumed we would scare them off because there's so many of so us. So many of us. Sure. And Then we would go cut, and I'd go down the shore, and go, "Okay, that was good. Let's go
0: again." you know <laughs> well, the story's better now because we're on the other end of
1: it, yeah so. yeah I mean then people would have hated me if Tony got attacked by it although uh, I would have
2: rolled good stuff <laughs> good publicity uh, yeah, yeah. It would have been.
0: but no it's funny you say that because there is something about you know there's there's just a moment of heightened you know shakes it's sort of everything's very yeah there's always this very world, normal except there's this alcoholic clown this world
1: is always yeah it's like okay this is and, I, and, and all of the movies are, um well, well, that's not true. Uh, you know, I did a documentary, so that that well, yeah, yeah. But but, um, and the horror film probably doesn't. Yeah, you know, it was funny with just doing a straight suspense, scary movie. Um,
0: there's I, no million dollar doc in that
2: one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's Bigfoot. So I mean, oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so I'm talking to a guy with two Bigfoot movies on his resume. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> How many of us can say that? Which which Bigfoots? Well, the Willow Creek and, Willow Creek. The, and the documentary.
1: Oh oh yeah, that is true. Yeah. I forgot. I thought you did too. I was like, I don't I no, don't know your done big big fun fun movies. movies. <laughs> I was what did you think of filming in Florida?
2: Florida is one of the strangest states I've ever been in. It's just full of strange people. And Gatorland is yeah. one of the more bizarre places <laughs> that you could. get. It's a big pit and it's filled with alligators. When I say filled, I mean on top of one another, like for, for many, many, many feet. And then above them is a wire that has chickens hanging from it and the <laughs> alligators jump up and eat the chickens and tourists come and pay for the privilege of watching the alligators eat the chickens
0: wow
1: the jumparoo. yeah that's but uh, they sell it like you, you, these alligators are going to be tap dancing through the air or something and it's they're just it, alligators it's and they're, just, and they're, yeah and, and the, the ones on work.
2: the bottom I, I, they must never get fed i mean they're yeah. just it's, it's a big hole so full of alligators really dead and also, <laughs> if you get if you get stuck on a on a, 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 a freeway in Florida, there are no off ramps. So if if you miss <laughs> an off ramp, you have to go to the next county to get off that street.
1: Yeah, you're going. I well, Guess we're going to Tampa, guys. It's
2: a really it's a really weird place.
1: Did you
2: was 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 that filmed in the Keys at all? Or yeah, we shot in the Keys for yeah. a little while, but most of it was in um, uh, Orlando. Yeah, and did
1: Which, you oh, did you ever meet Bill Castle at all?
2: No, never did. Never did. What and and I met John Waters. Okay. He played William Castle.
1: <laughs> did, were you were you were you tempted to to do a straight on Bill Castle biopic I mean, No, why didn't you? you no, just, because you, you well,
2: because that's a different story. I mean, the story I was telling was about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the idea was to have this filmmaker come to this town with his with his horror movie, but it's got to be an atomic type horror movie. Right. And Castle didn't make any of those. Ah. He made gimmick movies, but he didn't make many giant Boy movies. So it's not actually. Strictly accurate, but the, so is but the, Cuban, the guy has the same. It was
1: the story, and then, but you still were obviously drawn to a Bill Castle type. Well, the first,
2: the original script was about a haunted movie theater, and there was a, car- a horror movie actor who came to this movie theater. But by the time it got finished, it was now about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the movie theater was sort of not haunted anymore. So,
1: this script that you were writing was this was this a script you were.
2: No, it was a script somebody else wrote and sent and they had changed to it. us. No, no, we tried to get it made at Warner Brothers, and they didn't want to do it. And the only time we, the only way we could get it made was to bring in another writer and make it more about something real, which is the, you know, the missile crisis, right. which I was the right age for. I mean, right. I was the same age as the people in the movie, and it's scru- it's scrupulously accurate about that period. Yeah. Uh, and when we went to Key West, we went to the real locations and we got all the army gear and put it in the same places. And I mean, it's a very accurate representation of that wow. particular period. Wow.
1: Did, uh, uh, so when did Bill Castle die?
2: Oh, he died in. Uh, was it like in the seventy? Oh, okay, so eight, so he
0: didn't. He he wasn't. Aware no
2: of no that. no, he wasn't around. I know his daughter though. Yeah. So.
0: Did she like it? Yeah. How oh, could she not? Well, speaking of water-based films, <clears throat> what are you? No, do you? Um... No, this story he was just talking about how this should start.
1: I handed a script for um, my new series, and uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do uh, angst, you know, 50s uh, teen rebel film. And I made it. it was a werewolf story, but he's hanging out with beatniks and he starts, he shoots dope for the first time and he doesn't turn into a werewolf. So the high road for this guy is to stay strung out all the time, you know, and everyone's like <laughs> trying to have intervention, the version, the 50s version of intervention. And I think when I finished it, I think I wrote the whole thing just so, the dad, as he's getting torn apart, he actually goes, you're tearing me apart. Oh. You know? so, <laughs> so when I looked at the script, I was like, that's a long way to go for that. Line. So then it was right around the, it was right during um, the election. So I changed it to, uh, it's in the seventies and it's more like the candidate or uh, facing the crowd and uh, maybe all the presidents, mankind. I shot it in the, it's, it's the seventies, young cub reporter, and um, David Koechner plays a, a like who's Cal Worthington kind of character, like a guy who does his own TV commercials. But he's more more abrasive, and he's popular in the South. He, and he, the people love him. You know, he shoots from the hip. Uh, so they run him as a candidate. And uh, and his you know his campaign manager. Anything we should know about you? He said, like, Oh yeah, no, I'm a werewolf. And. Uh, <laughs> He goes, anything else? Yeah, I ate a toddler once. (laughs) It's like, well, no one's perfect. And so they they run this guy. uh, And uh, I don't know who's going to watch the show. You know, of course... It comes out and no one cares, you know, he's like, you know, yes, I'm a werewolf, but I'm an American first, you know, and. Uh, I think that would work today. Yeah, that, that yeah so today. so we, we, yeah, I I don't know, like, you, yeah, so so I got to give it up to the people who are making this series for, because they actually got a copy of the Teenage Junkie Werewolf, and then the following week, it was in the 70s, and it was
0: Cal Worthington is, is a we, werewolf we running for that president. It's uh, I was listening to somebody and they were reminiscing fondly of when Jocelyn Elders had to step down for recommending that children masturbate. That was so scandalous. We <laughs> yeah. could not have her yeah. politics. There's politics. N- at this point,
1: it's <laughs> it's such a barrage and such a pounding every day.
0: Yeah. That well, he was making rape jokes yesterday. He yeah. Yeah, it's the president. Uh, so back to Disney. Um, yeah. <laughs> rape, yeah. Disney. Wait, well, Yeah, no, that was, the, <laughs> that was the segue, Joe. You didn't have to spell it out for the audience. They got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Were, were you? Uh, was it just the kind of fantastic ones, or were you like a Boatnix guy too? No, I didn't. I
1: didn't not not Botnix. Botnix, I didn't like that. It still yeah. like me now. Like I don't go to a comedy comedy, yet, but but yeah, it had to have something really weird. You know. Or how
0: about where does? Because I, I one of my favorites, and it's almost that. It's not fantastic, but it sort of was. Uh, a never a dull moment. No. Or it's it's great. It's not. There's not a fantasy element, but Dick Van Dyke plays an actor who is uh, mistaken through a series of, you know this film, Mm -hmm. uh, through a uh, series of incidents for a uh, hitman who's coming to town to do a job for for Edward G. Robinson, who plays the head mobster. And he goes on and he spends a weekend at the house having to pass himself off. And the actual hitman is Jack Elam, Uh who then shows up. And, and Dick Van Dyke and Jackie Elam are yeah, yeah. they locked in the house. <laughs> in and Henry Silva's in it. I mean, it's an amazing wow. cast, and it ends with Dick Van Dyke and Jackie Elam getting locked in the house to prove which one is the real guy, because the real guy will kill the phony. And it's 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 dark. It's dark great. and funny as hell. Yeah, and it's, I, it's it's, I, I so would it's like would not like a, to see that. It's not a magical duck, but it is an actor having to pass as a hitman. Um,
1: what was this? What was the? Is it Dick Van Dyke? The There's a movie where it's basically pot. That, it's like what's so bad about feeling good? I think is the name. Yeah, movie, maybe. Oh, yeah, with Mary every- Tyler Moore. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's
2: a. It's, it's basically everybody smokes pot.
1: It's a grass
2: movie, but they that. have a toucan that shows up, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then everybody feels good when the toucan shows up. It's a very
2: odd movie. Not all. It only made in '67.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but is it? What's the Carl Reiner picture? Oh,
0: uh, Wild um, um, Cold Turkey.
1: No, no, no. no, no. Thrill with, Thrill with, of It All.
0: No, the one oh. with.
1: Um, maybe it's not him where it's like a oh, it's cool. like it's it's like a silent film actor it's like a Hi, hybrid the, the, is it called oh, the, the, comic. Comic. the comic the yeah, comic yeah 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 i would i never seen that until recently and that starts off with him dead
2: that's a that's an interesting movie but apparently it was very very um chopped up by the studio.
0: Oh, really? Uh,
2: because it was an R. And they didn't want an R oh. with a Dick Van Dyke oh. movie. a And so, TV, sure. and, and, you know, it's a fair, he, the character goes through a lot of sordid stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They of yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the house. Yeah. And he's really bitter. And it's not his house, it's his neighbor's house. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And he's <laughs> and Mickey Rooney is in it. He plays a, guy, a character named Cockeye. He's like Ben Turpin. Oh, yeah. Which you could never do today. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: right. But you, but only if you're doing the Ben Turpin story.
2: <laughs> so you couldn't do the Ben Turpin
1: story. <laughs> it's like Chris Pine is Ben Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> is Ben Turpin? <laughs> is, <laughs> <if> we, <laughs> like, I've always, and I think a lot of people, I've always flirted with the idea of doing a, a, a Lepetamine movie, but, but I think the only way <laughs> it really has to be like, you know. Daniel Day Lewis is Joseph Ujot and La Petame. <laughs> didn't you know?
2: didn't, um, didn't Mel Brooks wanna do that? Did he? Probably.
1: I, I mean he had in Blading Saddles, the, the sheriff's savings, the yeah. Le Uh but it has to be, it's like, it's a little bit what you're talking about. Okay, well it's gonna be it's it's about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And you know, have got to go, well, what is Le Petomein's story? It can't just be about a guy who throws <laughs> music. <laughs> Although, it is kind of funny if he's just a tortured artist. <laughs> and then dies. And then he dies.
2: Well, they all end that way.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you could do uh, the Christ story. <laughs> That's just what I was saying to my, my girlfriend. Moment, my girlfriend really loves, uh, and I came in way too late, you know, Game of Thrones. and And... You can't come too late. Oh, I mean, it's... I started it, in like, episode, it, what
2: is it, five seasons? Uh, I've i been watching it since the very beginning, and half the time I just have to turn to whoever I'm with and say, who is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> who does he work for? What are we watching? Well, why
0: is... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was following like... Following this is the question.
1: Yeah. Well, we have... Yeah, so... Uh, it doesn't John help Snow, that there's. Right? It
2: doesn't He's, help that there's all this time between the the, the yeah. seasons, seasons too, and you yeah. forget all this stuff. And they don't. And they're not big on recaps. They there, was, just there, plunge there was a great meme on. going
0: around that it was saying it was like my my dad explains who all the characters are, and it was just headshots, and it was you know the bald guy. And, the, <laughs> and the, yeah. well, I'm
1: like going, uh, she's like, you're not into this. I go, well, you you, you have your protagonist dead. And then he comes back to life. I go, that's where the New Testament lost me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at that point, there's no stakes. There's no stakes.
0: <laughs> that was my problem with the crow, by the way. Not, uh, the big, big fight with a girlfriend at the time, about the crow, it just, it drove me crazy. It's, 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 well, there it's, is that. Uh, he can't be hurt, and he's the good guy. And...
1: Oh, and then there's, yeah, and that thing. Good and you have the guy who played him. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> thought when you brought it up, you were going for a really...
2: Tasteless joke. No, 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 right? no, no, no. We like, don't do
1: those. I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't
2: realize this is going to be... Let the, we let right. the listeners do that. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, so uh, that
1: pocket <laughs> of movies, uh, I also had a, a crush on Sandy Duncan as a little
0: boy. All oh, right. She's the, let's see, was she she's know, the, she's mom. the wife in Million Dollar Dr. Yeah, mom? Yeah. yeah. yeah was yeah. she in
1: others? Oh, I'm sure she was. Sure she was the, uh, uh, I don't know. A lot of Dean Jones. I just, uh, Dean Jones, uh, uh, Ken Berry. Ken Barry. Yeah, Ken Barry. Just Ken Barry, like uh, Dean Past. <laughs> I've got exactly. Ken Barry's number.
2: <laughs> God damn it. He's on mama's. Place, but Joe that?
0: Flynn is in some. And uh, James Gregory. Well, and uh, Edward so. Andrews. I mean, all those
2: all those guys yeah. that, that that were. Elliot well, Reed. I wanted to do Where a Joe Flynn
0: it? biopic. I'm not joking. I many, many years ago. I, just because of his presence. Where, and I with, did a lot well, of digging, and there just wasn't. Enough. Well, he, he was lived just in a working actor. <laughs> he ran for Congress briefly. Really?
1: Um, but was he? Up. But did he come from stand-up or was he just a funny yeah, actor? Just an actor. Yeah. Did yeah. was he was he that guy at all? Is that? The I, I, I,
0: you couldn't even find much about that. Because he's just,
1: always just in a bad yeah.
0: mood. Yeah. But watching him and James Gregory is it? Yeah, it's Million Dollar Duck where they're. Yeah. One's the yeah, one's the neighbor, and the other guy's his boss who works at the. <laughs> well, treachery. James Gregory
2: is always cranky ever since, and he, I just, ever, I, since he lost the presidency in the Manchurian candidate.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have these fantasies of those guys, all those guys, going to hang out at the smokehouse afterwards and just getting wasted until he. Now there's there's a, there's a uh, have you ever seen
1: uh, as talking Jim Backus shows up in this
2: a movie called Chomps? No, oh, yeah. I know it's of about it's you. about it's about camels.
0: No, it's a, a robot dog. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking What's of that? Homps. Oh, Homps. <clears throat> not Chomps. Chomps. Not Homps. Right. Chomps. Chomps is a robot dog. I don't know. I don't know Homps. No, Homps. Homps. What? W- H-A-W-M-P-S. Homps. Mid-70s, I think? Wow. Yeah, it's an
2: army camel or something.
1: Yeah. And is he, does he talk? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I
2: have never you saw seen it? it? I saw it once and I- Man, you watch have not committed. So well, just once. <laughs> I, I haven't committed it to just no memory. Just once. Obviously, I- <laughs> It must be preying on me because I confused it with the better known Chomps. Chomps is, <laughs> is this
1: robot dog That's, yes, uh, and uh, red buttons is in it. And uh, it's it's worth seeing, or at least a trailer, because it'll be like, I think it's around Six Million Dollar Man. So they have like a a real dog and then they mime screwing its head off and then they <laughs> cut to the... And, and then tons of slow motion where this dog is, yeah, it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's bananas,
0: and Valerie, but it's trying to be Disney. It's not. It, actually. Yeah,
1: and yeah, but yeah. it's made by um, Hanna Barbera, so there's some oh, animation uh, in there. Oh, interesting. And then you, and then it, it feels like after they screened it or something, that suddenly you've been watching this whole movie, and now all of a sudden the dogs. Are talking and they haven't talked the whole movie. And this one goes, he says like, "Up your butt" or something like that. Up your poop or something. It doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, he's a dog. It's not good. He's not known for polish. He's a dog. He's like, maybe we- It's not mo-. that it's done well. It's, it's that not, it's done at all. Yeah. yeah. It's like that- uh, <laughs> If a dog came in his head up your poop, I wouldn't be like going, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. You're a foolish dog. A fool. I'd be like, this dog, do you know the talking dog joke? No. I don't I don't really like street jokes, but I, 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 this is a joke uh, I'm fond of where a uh, guy sees an ad, talking dog, $50. And he goes over, hey, you got a talking dog? For yeah, he goes, he's in the back and he goes in and the dog's like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, Oh my God. He goes, uh, did you really talk? Yeah. Yeah. I really talk. He's like, Oh, well, tell me about yourself. He goes, well, you know, I, I, uh, I started off, I was in the, uh, fire department, you know, and, uh, I was involved in, uh, you know, I was at nine 11 and I, I rescued a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I, I had to get away from it all, and so I took time off, and I was in the Alps. But then again, I just found myself, and I was rescuing people and ski accidents, and and then after that, I uh, well, I was in, 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 I was in Afghanistan. I was part of the, yeah, I helped the SEAL team, you know, try to and you know help help catch Bin Laden. And the guy says the other guy, this dog is amazing. He goes, why do you want to sell it? He goes, because that dog's a fucking liar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, Were we talking about carnival magic a little while ago? You were. I okay, yeah, no, it's a low budget. It was an Al uh, Al Adamson, Al Adamson kids film, Carnival Magic. I yeah, Al, Al a used to make
2: motorcycle pictures and sex pictures and stuff like that on really, really low budgets with his wife. And uh, <laughs> when that market dried up, he apparently decided he wanted to do kids' pictures, so he did a picture called Carnival Magic, which stars a chimp. Oh.
0: Which they decided after they made the film Talks, so it's it's oh. dubbed in a way, so that every time. You know, this guy comes out and he's friends with the chimp and they do an act and they do all these tricks. But now they've dubbed in parts where the chimp is talking and the audience is acting like they're watching a monkey do tricks. You oh, know? so the cutaways are
1: like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like saying, up your poop. Exactly. Going, exactly. Well, that doesn't even make sense, monkey. It's, it's, now,
2: uh, well, there were a lot of imitation Disney movies, particularly from overseas. Oh, you know, sure. Remember the like P, PB Longstocking oh, movies, which are yeah. unwatchable. Yeah. Uh, and then the, there's the, um, uh, the the dreadful K. Gordon Murray Childhood classics. Uh, they, they, when they discovered there was some money to be made in matinees, they brought up these Mexican fairy tales. Oh yes, and they dubbed them exactly. they frightening, and they're so creepy. One, and one really of them, one of the most famous one, is is Santa Claus. Yeah. In which Santa Claus de, uh, duels <laughs> with Satan for Fantastic. for the kiddies on, and, and it's it's uh, and the, the production values are porno level, uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> and they are they are the strangest, most upsetting movies to watch. <laughs> I've can, I, I have never heard of these. Uh, I, I, worth, worth Little, Red Ri- Little Red Riding Hood versus the monsters. That's the one of that. That's that's the one. That's the one to say. That's just lazy writing.
1: <laughs> versus the what do you got? Monsters. Monster, yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood versus the monsters. This classic episode of The Movies That Made Me is going to take a little break, but we'll be right back after these important messages. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You know, I, uh, I remember, I, I, I did go back and watch some of these movies we're talking about. Oh, recently? I did go back and watch Cat from Outer Space and, and Million Dollar Duck, and, and they didn't, uh, I actually did enjoy watching them. Yeah versus uh my memories of you know that first movie you saw and you came home and you it, for me it really was uh 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 in the church that we they the they had a screen they had a print of uh, santa claus versus the martians oh. which really doesn't make much <laughs> sense and i was like mom yeah you know, i came home i saw the greatest movie ever you know i was so <laughs> enraptured and then i, I don't know if you ever gone back to watch it it's it peaks at the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so
0: Santa no, Claus, but these things are Santa good. Claus. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I remember it was, it was uh, uh, yeah, it's Million Dollar Duck. I remember um, there's a scene where, it's, it's been a few years, right? Joe Flynn works for James Gregory. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he calls him up and they cut to a room in DC and James Gregory picks the phone. He goes, bah, <laughs> uh, Why did I rewind it? it picks up, like, blah, blah. Turn it up, playing it through the stereo. Then I go, Oh, we have closed captioning on these DVDs now. And I hit it, and he goes, Treasury Department, may I help you? <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, I would love to see James Gregory and Joe, like Nick Nolte and Joe Flynn. Kind of just I just movie. realized
1: that the, the, <laughs> these movies definitely yeah. did influence my new series because we'll just suddenly cut to, it'll be DC and it'll say like, Department of Time. <laughs> there's a Department of Time. They were. They were. And, and, and so, yeah, there's a, I did like a, uh, there's an episode that's a, like a Jerry Lewis kind of, like a Frank Tashlin kind of film, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's the Kennedy assassination, but like with the <laughs> Jerry Lewis, Kennedy. the Jerry Lewis, Frank Tashlin yeah. version
2: of the Kennedy. Assassination. Yeah, wait, I'm yeah. Sorry, i
1: have, When is the show? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the, really the idea. We've been waiting. For when that. does this start? And, and, when uh, do we see these? Uh, they start next uh, July 11th. The first one. Okay. Um, on on True TV. It's uh, if you have cable, you have it. Like people go, "Do I have
2: it?" Whatever I tell them. it's one of those channels that you don't know you have. <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. Do I get it?
0: Will my Will my new refrigerator get it? Yeah. That's the thing, that does, uh, apparently, <laughs> does your TV have a flat screen? Uh, uh, the, the refrigerator. Uh, no, I don't actually have a friend of ours just got a refrigerator. It's actually got a screen. flat screen, and it gets yeah. it gets apps that like Apple TV, and you uh. watch TV on the refrigerator while you're. <laughs> Cause wh- wh- I, I, why would you want to do that? <laughs> I, I don't know, Joe. It <laughs> makes no sense. But you know, you would ask my grandmother or, my, or tell my grandmother, and she'd go, "Why do you want to watch a movie on your telephone?" So yeah, yeah,
2: I, I can yeah. understand that. Did you ever see
0: the the the
1: that 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 is someone asking David Lynch about <laughs> watching a movie oh, God, on yeah. a phone. Yeah, it's beautiful. Are you? Because he never curses. He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like, he, like he, he never curses, and you see him snap. Have you have you spoken with him much? Because it's kind of funny. Because
2: I I saw him at Bruce Stern when Bruce Stern got his star on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, I I, 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 that, I met him and. Yeah. Um, we talked about Mulholland Drive, which is my favorite of.
1: Oh yeah, well, we, but years ago, I met with him about making a, a picture, and he, uh, it was about about a guy who digs a hole. <laughs> All right, that's the movie. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he digs a hole. He keeps digging a hole, and then everybody works on this hole, and then, and then someone asks why are we digging this hole, and 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 he, the boss, because it becomes this, this, this boss. Everybody works at the hole digging it, and then someone asks why we're digging it, and you think he's going to get killed, but he gets promoted to management, and, and everybody resents him, and every, his whole life goes to hell, and then at the end of the movie, he starts digging his own hole, but um, but I can't imagine why that that didn't fly, like David was just like, going, <laughs> no, wait a minute, I've got Bobcat Goldfwait attached. <laughs> to play the guy digging, digging a hole. hole. And he wanted to, you know, and he had been scouting holes. There's a big giant hole in Mexico that he liked. God but damn it. But he, he, he was quoting my act, which had a lot of curses in it, but he would just go, and and, and then you said the F word, and then you said, like, it's
0: really, it kind of adorable. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. I, I remember, I, have my, uh, uh, I used to live uh, near the Chinese, and I remember Driver, This is a famous thing. I remember getting stuck in traffic on Franklin, or no, on Hollywood Boulevard forever. And it was insane. You're just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And you drive and there's that church at La Brea in Hollywood. And, and uh, there was David Lynch sitting in front of the church on a lawn chair with a cow and a big sign <laughs> saying, give Laura Dern an Emmy. I remember I he was stumping Florida, <laughs> And you just, all your road rage just goes out the window. It's like, holy shit, that was the your, greatest thing that ever. That was your Bob was Dylan this. with the Spock exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to kiss him. Um, but uh, uh, that's sad. I would love to see the whole film.
1: The whole film. Well, maybe I'll call him up and say, hey, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> tell you hey, Well, maybe he
0: can do it as an 18-hour
1: uh Yeah, that a, would be. I, eight, 18 episodes like his last one, yeah. yeah. I kind of, uh, what did he, when you told him that you were a fan of Mulholland, what did he say?
2: Well, I was just, you know, congratulating him on the fact that it started out as a TV show and he somehow managed to completely (laughs) repurpose it into something completely different based on what must have been a plan to do, you know, a lot of different episodes. And I think he just sort of tossed that and said, how am I going to and and it's it's a rare opportunity when a filmmaker is, is, is to go. Canal Plus comes to you and says, "Here's money, right, for you to fix your your project, you know, and we'll distribute it." Uh, now,
1: did he? Was it Mutual Admiration Society? Did he tell you that he enjoyed? one of your pictures mm,
2: I'm not sure he knew who I was <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said he just said who's that really smart guy that
1: guy I like the cut of his
2: gym
0: I can't i would <laughs> out kill to get him in here I can't see that we can have a long conversation with David Lynch about other people's movies it doesn't oh, strike me as that but well, maybe but maybe who knows, I, who knows? I think, well, he is a mystery uh, yeah I mean Werner Herzog is a big um, Fred Astaire fan really yeah really yes We've, uh, uh, that would be, be I bet he
2: hasn't seen Midas Run <laughs> what is Minus Run? It's a picture Fred Astaire was in in his non-dancing days. Non-dancing. Uh, uh, non-dancing. Or the Daring Doberman. Nobody wants that.
1: Nobody <laughs> oh, wants I know that. the Daring Doberman. <laughs> and then there was another now Doberman. That's, well, that's
0: a vaguely
1: a Doberman esque
0: knockoff. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's a little more violent though. Then. Yeah. yeah, But oh, there's what? another Doberman picture too that
2: had that. Freddy the Doberman Prince. gang. Doberman
1: yeah, Freddie Prince, Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a genre, Doberman. And then you did it. You did Doberman for Trial Some Help, which is a and French, guess, a French it gangster. French has nothing
0: movie. to do with
1: Doberman, And <laughs> <laughs> had Doberman in the title. Yes. I said, listen, as long as you have Doberman in the title, <laughs> it's a go. It's picture. a go.
0: <laughs> get it, get it. So so wait. What else have you watched? Any other? I we don't, you know. I didn't I'm go. Trying by, to. Get...
1: No no. I understand your premise. I hope I've, I didn't bring it. I'm just to... a premise. Yeah, there's, there's a premise. There's, oh, it's, there's, and
0: it's rocks. Solid, so we have to cut most of this it, out because it's not interesting. But. Uh. <laughs> That's he's a nice thing to say here. while he's still he's here. <laughs> Our guest today. Is, and then
2: you just don't. You, you just hear Bobcat came in, but he wasn't interested, so we're not hear, running it.
1: You just hear Joe's pants going. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the uh, the, <laughs> the the theremin. <laughs> uh, it gets your attention yeah yeah do you uh have you used theremin in your scores when possible yes yeah me too and you know what though it's not even just that it's this uh starter pistol for something weird and spooky coming i i, I actually like uh, i like any kind of music that i can use that's n- without percussion does that sound right Sometimes the heavier the percussions, yeah. I feel like
0: it, it competes with the dialogue.
2: Oh, well, that's why Psycho is all all violence. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to I'm mangle this story, but the great thing is I will call her, get the details right, and then I'll loop it back in and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. But I was literally just talking to Alison Anders about, whoops, about um, Grace of My Heart. And there's a scene in there where uh, the Brian Wilson type character played by Matt Dillon is doing his crazy over the top, you know. Uh, album and they have a guy playing theremin on camera who's actually a guy who plays theremin and i think it was the the song was written by jay mascus trying to kind of capture that vibe and they're shooting in between shooting and the guy talks about he goes yeah this you know kind of reminds me i did some of this stuff for like a lot of guys back in the day and Alison goes did you ever work with the beach boys he's like yeah i think i did um did something with them it was good uh good something good good she goes <laughs> good vibrations <laughs> he had played theremin on good vibrations wow. and- just just another job could not remember <laughs> yeah he's, uh, just another job yeah <laughs>
1: good, good good goodbye mr chips i don't know some,
0: some IK th- k-rations so uh Dis- executive
1: go live action disney films <laughs> did they make all the uh, there was also like a series of a lot of chimps films do you remember those there would be like um well, the trouble with monkeys well it's uh, not what you think it's about a guy who has monkeys and They caused a lot of trouble. There was, well, that was that was more that was the 80s. No, no. But
2: in the 60s, there was Moon Pilot, which had a monkey in it. Oh, okay, right, And with Tom Tryon. Well,
0: there's that. Uh, one, and then there was a there, there was a Harvey Keitel a, movie called that, I will never forget. Lieutenant, Lieutenant
2: Robin because, Crusoe has monkeys in it. Oh, oh right. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, um, William Hickey, yeah. for some reason, I caught a few minutes one year of the MTV Video or Movie Awards, and, and William Hickey came and out, and he was talking about what a great year it was for movies. And obviously he was very angry, and he um, <laughs> and I just remember him going, "Of course, then there's monkey trouble, which is about all the trouble you get into with a monkey." <laughs> Things that stayed. Bill and Hickey, that was Harvey Keitel. Bill monkey Hickey
1: trouble. shows up in uh, the producers. Yes, he
0: does I, He's at the bar. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's very odd, and he looks 112 years old. Even he then, always looked 112. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: born old.
0: Imagine him on his first date
1: i was in
2: 1850
1: i was in a movie called one crazy summer and bill hickey's in that movie oh my god I've and you. he's yeah and he's like being nominated for an oscar it's been well, oh well we're just horrible like you know he's in, in this scene you throw your cigar and it goes into the guy in the godzilla suit's mouth go you know <laughs> Oscar nominated <building. laughs>
0: was he did you get any time with him or? no
1: I talked to him he, he was actually fine and you know uh, uh, he, he, he he probably wasn't thrilled about being in One Crazy Summer <laughs> 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 come on
0: was he, does he was that his persona or was that really him
1: no he was he was he was sweet you know yeah. I worked with uh, someone just asked me this last thing because I, I did a Tales from the Crypt with Rick Rickles, you know, and um, he was really sweet. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He would, he, 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 you know, he would do what you expected him to do when the crew was around. Right. And then when we were just the two of us, he'd be so sweet. And he didn't like the way I dressed. He thought I should dress up for the stage. (laughs) Like, you (laughs) know, I can imagine me doing like my act in a tuxedo. (laughs) So, so yeah. uh, My favorite Rickles joke is when uh, Frank. Uh, Frank Junior. Remember, Frank Sinatra Junior. was kidnapped. Oh, right. And then he he was let go. And and when Rickles found out that Frank Junior. had been freed, he goes, "What happened? Did did they hear him humming in the trunk?" <laughs> and the fact, and the fact that he says humming instead of singing. Yes. Like that's that's why Rickles was, was a genius.
0: I it's nowhere near. I, I had one very brief encounter with Don Rickles, but it was such a strange place. I, I took a friend who was younger to see uh, Bruce Springsteen in 1999 when they opened the Staples Center. And we're getting to our seats, and there's a bunch of people. And, you know, you're crammed up, and you have to sort of squeeze by, and everybody stands up. And I find myself knee-to-knee with Don Rickles at a Bruce Springsteen concert. At a Bruce Springsteen No idea why. And I just I just sort of put my hands together, and I bowed before him, as you do before. And Rickles, I just, I mean, you got... Move along, you hockey puck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went yeah, to our seat yeah, and yeah. sat down, and my friend goes, "What an asshole!" <laughs>
2: it's like, do you, do you know?
0: Guy just comes,
2: yeah. You've butt. been, you've been knighted. <laughs> we have been, This yeah. is going to be the best <laughs> yeah.
0: show you've ever seen in yeah. your life. It was, and it was great. But I kept looking over to see if Rickles, you know, it's a brew show. Everybody sings along. If he knew the, the words, yeah, he was not singing along to. Uh, what, you know. he, why he was there? I, he, I'm sure he was there with his kids. Oh okay, um, We're probably and they left. The, they left for the encore, <laughs> so we only got the first four uh, and a half hours. yeah, show. yeah.
1: But it was uh, so. Let's see about other Disney.
0: I didn't. World's know. greatest athlete.
1: World's greatest athlete is. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> either Kurt Russell He's or uh, I'll up. take
2: the job. I'll take
1: it. World's world's <laughs> greatest athlete. I, I'm on the. I'm on the podcast. World's greatest athlete
2: <laughs> is. Sorry, agent. Talking on the podcast. You're interrupting me.
1: Or minutes. This, this yeah. is definitely make sure Yeah, but
2: not for 15 minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: is that really an agent calling you? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um So uh is that Kurt
0: Russell or was that? Uh, no, that is Kurt Russell. Jim, Jim Michael Vincent.
1: No, no. Kurt, Which one was Jim wait, Michael Vincent? He was in the the, the Tarzan one. Wasn't I that Will
0: Smith? Oh, you. then it is. Then. Maybe it is. Yeah, it is. World's strongest athlete. man in the world. World's
1: greatest athlete is What world. is Bob Crane. No, yes. that's
0: Super Dad. <laughs> super Dad is Bob there Crane. There are a right? lot of those, aren't there? Which Which one? Is, that's which, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird genre. <laughs> super Dad. You know that's the you... one where
1: he's just a cock block. <laughs> that's basically. And he he's a
0: power. And that's the only thing.
1: But but he's trying to prevent his daughter. Oh, from is he really from, from
0: Yeah, the yeah, Ohio, yeah.
2: That's right.
1: So, but. Bob but Crane like, is like, trying one, to keep. Here's you from the sex. I just said. Oh, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> Bob Crane, you're not having sex with my daughter. I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bob Crane. Wait, wait, I need to like this. <laughs> uh, so, so I like that I stumbled on. I was about. I, oh, he's a cock block. Uh, and that's the premise of that movie. And now they make that movie. Right. And they don't use any innuendo. They just call it cop block. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm really close to, hey, kids, get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> but, but... but Yeah, you used to have to come up
1: with a metaphor. When I was your age, we had a metaphor. That's right. And, and Bob, you have wholesome guys, like Bob Crane and... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe Flynn, I'm sure.
1: But it is uh, always the... the I w- watch so much... Uh, uh, Hogan's Heroes and reruns when I was a kid. Sure, and now it's—I mean that I, it's—it's—I mean it's been done to death. But that premise is insane. <laughs> I,
2: somebody sold that. Now it's still like 17. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. I mean it. That's a, a, a naked, It's, an, it's yeah. nakedly stolen from, from that.
0: Yeah. Now I don't, and I really. But nobody made Sophie's Choice into a movie. Yeah, but a yeah. TV show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <And that's, laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's. That, and I'm I can be correct that's Billy yeah. Wilder yeah so so, but I don't remember the picture that well was there
0: any humor in oh there was a lot oh it's very funny there's okay. a lot of humor oh, really? but it's not it's, a comedy
1: it's, no no but I can't imagine him no there's a lot of humor. not having those laughs come yeah. through yeah I
0: mean you just but you ratchet it it's 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 not it's exciting you know Hogan Heroes has turned three or four 30 days in the cooler <laughs> there's even a Schultz mm-hmm. there's even a Schultz it's crazy wow yeah
1: but it was, was it just such a messy idea that they could go, hey, they're doing a comedy of your movie. He goes, I don't care. I, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to go, that
2: was my idea. He probably didn't care. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, yeah. did you know him?
2: No. no I never met Billy.
0: No, I knew the bartender over at Musos who looked just like him. Like, you know I, mean? <laughs> I used to say, he's yeah, almost guy? as good. We all know that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's also like a... Uh, uh, not Musas There was a what was a place on the end of the Sunset. There, you, I would see Dean Martin. I could never oh, go talk to him. Oh, the cock ball. Oh, and I would never talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Just see well, he was him. always
2: moping because his son died. Ah, oh. so he was he was pretty unhappy.
1: He, uh, I, I see
2: Jack Webb there though because he was he was a part owner. Oh, uh, really? Jack was always snuckered every time I ever saw. Him. <laughs> Did you go up
1: and Allegedly. Him? Allegedly. I,
2: I don't think it would be possible. Are you a shy he, person? No, but he used to, well, I, Jack, Jack Webb is sitting say? in the corner with his eyes half closed and a smile on his face. <laughs> what am I going to go up and interrupt him? It's Jack <laughs> Webb. Don't <He laughs> in jail. You go, hey, Jack Webb, uh, uh, need some pretzels?
1: <laughs> you <used to laughs> sit Do you remember boy. the Smart Teens episode of, uh, of, uh? <laughs> Dragnet with
0: it? Wait. Oh, the, wait, the, is that the, the acid one you
1: mean? No, Smart Teens was they had a bunch of Disney animators get together and come up with posters that were against drugs.
2: Uh, really? This must have been Dragnet 69, uh, the, uh, the color version. 67. No, it was 67, it was 68 and 69. They actually put Dragnet wow. 69 they just kept on put, TV? They just, kept
0: put, they just kept changing the dates. <laughs> <laughs> Dragnet 69. No uh, comment. Uh, um, <laughs> the sexiest of all the drag the of all dragnets. <laughs> um, I feel like the word Jack Webb You don't know sixty
1: nine has ever been thought of, let alone spoken out loud. As sexy,
0: I I try, I try. He's just so. I mean, Pete Kelly's blues. People love Pete Kelly's blues. I, uh, it's not I go, bad,
2: you know. The DI I, is pretty good.
0: Yeah, the DI. Well, he's actually because he's using right. his Jack Webbiness. Yeah. In that. There's just something about him. Now is Jack Webb a, a jazz bow?
2: Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah very much so. Yeah, it's should, kind of interesting. P. Kelly's Blues. And Kelly's is Blues is a, is, a, yeah. is a good jazz movie. I mean, it's uh, got a lot of yeah. good stuff on it. It's kind
1: yeah. of weird that, and also Clint so, Eastwood
0: being a, a jazz bow. Yeah. I think he's more hardcore than Jack Webb, but, but Jack Webb was- But it is kind of interesting.
1: I think it's strange that like, like- like, we started it off, I was talking about people unfollow because of your politics. You know, it's like, I, 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 I would never not go see a Clint Eastwood
2: movie because of how he votes. No, me neither. Or John he, Wayne or any of those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know. And I do like seeing, I mean, I, I, you know, every once in a while he still does nail it. You know, I I, I I, don't have a beef with, I mean, it's just really, it's
0: insane where we're going with your with people. But then I go, like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. I just don't go to Clint Eastwood movies anymore because. His politics uh, or because they're not good? No, was yeah, no, not because, not because, let's just say, not because of his politics. <laughs> But, but, uh, uh, um, it. uh he's but, you gonna, know, i not like,
2: gonna get Clint on this show.
1: Uh, we're not gonna get Clint on the show. That's true. I, I think is. Clint's coming on. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel was, something. He was happened walking around the park lot. He was like, it's so hot. But, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I, once,
0: I once oh my was, god. Yeah, by the way, if we get Clint on and he wants to do live action Disney films in the 70s, you're, he, you're well, you tell him it's you're already out. tapped
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> we tried it for about five minutes with Bob Scratch.
0: So, Flynn,
1: I once was, I was in uh, Savannah and the one crazy summer, so I did that movie with John Cusack, and uh, I'm in this hotel, I open up the door, they're filming uh, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And I open up the door, and I, and I was just, they're filming, and I was like, Johnny, it was Cusack, and he goes, i come to lunch, and I'm sitting there, I don't know, Clint, and so Clint's across the table from us, and he starts talking about how the Pope uh, borrowed his bus Uh, when he was touring the uh, uh, Northern California, this is years ago, but the Pope was in America and and borrowed Clint Eastwood's bus. And I was like, I was like, did he, did he leave any weed in there? (laughs) And Clint Eastwood just doesn't laugh. He doesn't doesn't know who I am. He's just like looking at me. And he's like, nobody smokes on my bus. (laughs) Like I could just see him just staring at me. Like what an, what an odd little man. Like who is this is this? Well, come on, he fired back. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he yeah, he was like, nobody <laughs> smokes on my butts. So I was like, uh, I like, yeah, just like times where 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 you just bomb. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, with people that are like, you know, like I remember just remember I don't even remember what I said. But I, how
0: did? But that's him doing his thing. That's him and being was, funny. Yeah, yeah. You're,
1: you're.
0: Uh, like, oh, he's being funny. I'll be so, funny
1: back. So like. Do you have the equivalent of that? Well, that's not like someone who I looked up to. I remember like bombing, trying China, to like trying to be funny around Mel Brooks. I just just wanted to go <laughs> kill myself <laughs> afterwards because that's a movie, you know, like Young Frankenstein. You know, these films may have influenced me as a as like pubescent, but yeah. or, or pre-pubescent. But but Young Frankenstein was the first time I went to a movie, bought a ticket, watched the movie, walked out, bought another ticket, and watched it again. Because I was just like my mind was blown, and that was again smashing genre. Yeah. You, you know, with I, I could probably besides the producer is my favorite because because even though the, there are some big silly gags in there, he kind of really stays true to the. It's a real to the. Well, he fighter. loves those pictures. Yeah, and yeah. he was and
2: he was very meticulous about the recreating the sets and stuff. Yeah, right? it's, um, I feel it's more. Of the, am I right or wrong? Is it more of the bride? Is that no, it's of, a lot of bride there's some of Frankenstein meets the wolf man I mean there's a whole bunch of set pieces and characters from Son of Frankenstein I particular. don't I mean, I've heard the term Frankenstein meets the wolf, man.
1: What, what happens there? Uh, they,
0: they fight. <laughs> it's not what you
1: think. They fight. They get along really well. They fight, but not
0: until the end. It's, it's kind of a... Yeah. You're waiting
1: around. It oh, was, no, it's good.
0: My dinner with Andre was very much based it. was way
1: so... It seems like Frankenstein's got one move, and that's, just, well, that's why they waited, in the... Water. That's why they
2: waited till the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, them <laughs> he just throws him in the water.
1: That dog can't swim. I, uh, I don't want to name drop, but I used to be... Uh, I haven't seen him. He may. I don't. I hope he's around. But uh, it was uh, Johnny Weissmiller Jr. and we were in a zero-budget movie together, and he was telling me a story about how his dad hated Cheetah.
0: <laughs> right? Hate now it can be told. <laughs> now uh, it can be told to clear this with legal.
1: Before. And so, and so, his dad hated Cheetah, and he's not business. He's a kid. He's on the. They're taking a still f- photo, and uh, Cheetah just. Uh, While well, they're all, you know, in the photo, Cheetah just takes his dad's toenail, his big toe, just peels the toenail uh, off. Oh. Like he said, it's like like he's picking up a potato chip. He just ripped his dad's toenail oh. off. And Johnny Weismiller just picks up Cheetah and throws him in the lagoon, <laughs> and, and trying to drown him in the universal. But I love the idea that clearly this is premeditated. Like Johnny Johnny was like. Johnny one of these days, I'm gonna th- <laughs> I can swim. Oh, I'm a great swimmer. Oh, I thought you'd been on Cheetah's part. Uh, no, no, yeah, it. You know, yeah, thing. I think, I think oh. Cheetah was always screwing around. He's a monkey. What else is he gonna do? <laughs> he's waiting around for Lance Link, So he's, he's not doing it. So, so I'm sure he's like, I'm gonna take that monkey. <laughs> I'm gonna throw him right in there. I'm gonna hold him down. He may ha- he may be four or five times stronger than me, but in the water. <laughs> I rule. I'm Johnny <laughs> Miller Jr. God. I'm Johnny Miller Sr. Probably to not call him Probably, Sr. Yeah. <laughs> uh So, who else knocked off Disney movies? I didn't know about this, the Mexican ones.
2: Oh, you don't want to know.
0: Yeah, they're, they're pretty off. But that, that whole, hmm. yeah, the early 70s, especially. Feel like now, do you think Disney
1: did that just because they were crunching numbers and they couldn't, anim, you know, the cost of animation at that point?
2: Pulling, well, they pulling. had to keep this they had to keep the studio running and they had to have product they had to keep the exhibitors happy they had to and and, and some and they were struggling. And they, they had stopped theaters and, had stopped running kitty matinees which used to be when I was a kid old movies that they would book they would book two two Tarzan movies or two space movies or something and they'd run them together on Saturday and kids would come and they would see these movies and they would, they would get the movie habit which is what we all did in the 50s but then when it became too expensive to seed that kind of time to the movies that you know, uh, they had to rent. They would they would play old Disney movies, and and they made enough of these things so that there was always something to play, even if it was only two years old.
1: But did did, did was Disney not making animation in the late sixties? They were
2: making films? animation, but not they weren't making shorts anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think what well, what what, didn't what animated didn't come out in the mid. No, that was a little bit late. Wasn't in that many, teams, right? Yeah. But it felt like this was because, as a kid coming up, Disney was a place that had done all these great cartoons. But and they, they were They had on a, the way
2: out. They had a, a fallow period. Kids. They made stuff like the Black Cauldron then, that didn't work. But, but, yeah. but that
1: was it coming was later, back, like in the 77,
2: '80s. 77, like 78. I'm trying to think, like the. Pete's Dragon I'm trying to think like I do feel like yeah, there's a Gnome Mobile that kind of stuff what is that was a cartoon? oh it's not good is that a cartoon? <laughs> no the no is no we're with, saying with, the cartoon Walker were there like
0: Disney cartoons between like 70 and 75?
2: they're they're reissues of Lady and the Tramp um, yeah
0: it was just yeah, the, the, the reissues the, the,
2: so, mostly reissues
1: so Gnome Mobile just <laughs> kind of Skated over that. <laughs> it's a it's a it's
2: a it's a leprechaunish kind of a movie. It's a gnome mobile. Yeah, a gnome. But is he... It's it's a it's a it's a. Joe, I'm right with you on the idea. Uh, you got to tell me what happened. Did you feed it's, them after dark? It's got Joe? gnomes in it. It's got... It's got gnomes and Walter Brennan and some kids.
1: Is there a song in there? Maybe I'm sure there's oh, a song. there's a song. Yeah. Is there? Is there? Are they? Are they helpful or are they villainous?
2: They are probably helping some old guy get his land back from <laughs> from Joe Flynn.
1: <laughs> from Joe Flynn. <laughs> Joe Flynn. Loves I'm going to see if it's, uh, I'm save it's, it's available.
0: available. That's always <laughs> that's wait. Was was Darby O'Gill? Was that Disney? That's, uh, yeah, that was Disney. That was yeah, like, that. That is Disney. It was but same. that was shot in Ireland. Well, yeah. No, and, and where else starred, are you gonna uh, get? It?
2: And the little people's. And
0: the uh, no mobile, yeah, no mobile is on DVD. If you're, uh, wow. Well. Wait, are they in a car? There's a car.
2: And who else is in it?
0: Um, I'm. I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the actual DVD on Amazon. I don't know. You wouldn't know these kids. Now, did you see
2: this? Oh, the kids from uh, Mary Poppins or something. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, yeah. So, I, d-
1: d- you've obviously seen a, a million. You've movies You've seen everything. Yeah. Too many. And will you watch a movie today? Of course. Yeah. So you watch how many movies? I
2: used to see more. I used to go to the movies every weekend.
0: What are you watching today?
2: Uh, What am I watching today? I'm I'm here. I'm not watching it no, tonight. Movie. Tonight, yeah. what are you going to watch tonight? <laughs> but you, tonight, just, uh, I have a, a, a film noir set that I just bought of uh, He Walked by Night. and Oh,
0: yeah, just got that. The and, John
2: Alton. And, yeah, the John yeah. Alton one. Uh, movie, and, yes. and, and Raw Deal. And Raw uh, Deal. And T And, and T Men. Those are all terrific pictures. Just got them. And they never look so good.
0: So you
1: watch. Uh, I watch mainly old movies. Yeah. Will you go to a pop film like a like oh, anything? That's I go to everything,
2: everything but Marvel movies. Yeah.
1: And, wh- and, why, and why not
2: Marvel? Because I'm tired. Of Marvel movies. Well,
1: then, I, I have then, been watching... Then you, I have then, been,
2: you, then you went to a certain point. Well, sure. I mean, I like everybody, I, I, I went to Superman movies when they started making Superman. First, it was a serial. Then it was a cheap movie. Then it was a TV series. Then it was an expensive movie. Then it was another expensive movie and another expensive movie. And then another series of, of origin stories of Superman. I'm had it with Superman. Right. I don't need it anymore. I've seen all the stories. He doesn't do anything for me. And now... Just like Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, we now have the Marvel Universe and they're crammed all into one three-hour movie. Right. Uh, I just don't have time to follow all those stories.
0: Right. <laughs> well, so but so it's... Who is the Abbot and Costello of today uh, that we could put into... That in would to, meet Iron Man? No, that we could put in to, to oh, meet Iron Man. Right, that's what I mean. That's yeah, the next step. Be, that's what, yeah, are yeah. there
1: any comedy teams? Uh, we, there are comedy teams, but there's not... You know, they're not. But uh, there's not in america so much not so much yeah they're not the mighty boosh you know the uh, they they i love them they like still that. no they, they 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 flirt with the idea of maybe doing something but but uh they should do that noel is uh <laughs> yes. i've always loved i love comedy teams when i was a kid but like i was a you know i would watch you know lou costello as a kid and go that guy's good like I didn't like, oh this is funny. I was mm. like, Yeah, I go, like, Yeah, that's how you should act. Like if you were I, really, if you were scared. My
0: go-to in my head, you know how you sort of just certain things you think when I think of just abject pants wedding terror, what that looks like. It's 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 Lou. You know where I'm going. No, I'm not. with Dracula coming out of the box. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that is just sheer. But Just white knuckle terror.
1: I, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I guess you could do that with contemporary comedians as long as the monsters themselves weren't funny. Yeah, doing it straight.
2: They, you know, that's the problem. Well, that's what they did in the movie. They they played the monsters straight.
0: Yeah. The, if, well, I was uh, I was really bummed back in the day when when New Line had acquired both the Kid and Play franchise and the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> and the Jason <laughs> franchises, and I thought. Come on, man. Now, now
1: what about like a reboot of a a horror picture?
2: Will you go to that? Sure. If it's it's something that I think is going to be good. um, I mean, I
0: I give, well. I hear it's great.
1: Really? Yeah. That'd be good. Oh. So, uh, by (laughs) the way,
0: speaking of reboots, you know, one of the things that occurred to me about 20 minutes ago as we were talking, and I thought there was that, remember that period, when was it? 10 years ago, and they got a bunch of people to remake Corman films just using the titles. All I know is Larry Clark when I was a teenage caveman. Yeah,
2: yeah. They did him for, uh, for I think, Showtime. Like Showtime. Showtime, you know what I... Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah they, like, they just used the titles. They just used the titles. Right. And it would be...
1: Were they hour long or were they 90? No, they were 90. They were 90
0: yeah. yeah. I have got the Larry Clark caveman one. It was pretty insane. But um, I suddenly thought you could... you could. What if you kind of Chris Noland these live action Disney films you know if you sort of darken them up oh, but I, I would like to, I don't know maybe you're right maybe
1: it's only funny as a trailer like a two minute version yeah. but, <laughs> but I started knocking around that but it sounds idea. like you're doing that anyway but so I but it t- did start knocking around the idea with my friend Charlene Yee of, uh, of the invisible dog uh it's not what you think. It's about an invisible dog. No, so, so, you know, and we, we kind of did go through all the, the classic tropes of, of, of these movies. Right. And, and what interests me was there, obviously, there's going to be mostly in-camera gags to do. Basically, I, I like the idea of doing like a silent picture, too. So it was just going to be a series of gags. Um, um, maybe I'll do that someday. I don't okay, know. It's
0: like, like a serious or maybe like a madman-esque movie about a chimpanzee who works at a cable network <laughs> picking shows for, you know.
1: The, but I would have him, like, he would
0: be, you know... He he I drinks think, too much. I think yeah, the, he definitely drinks. I, think, too much, much, and he's got I a, think
2: the chimp should be elected president.
0: And he's, he's really worried he's about to get me Too'd
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he's really nervous about that. He's kind of cool off. Uh, I think... <laughs> That's a new. Uh, I, I, I've noticed that with 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 running into people like that, and I'm like, I'm 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 fine, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you know, I I can't. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a bad time. It's like, no, nah, I've I've been pretty appropriate. That was one of the episodes that I'm not making of uh, of Misfits and Monsters. Was about a a chimp, an animated one about a chimp that masturbates in front of uh, women. And, um, but nobody, but men can't see it. So they're like going, he's doing (laughs) it right now. And men, and then this guy (laughs) puts on the glass, a woman's pair of glasses and he can see it. He's like, Hey, he freaks out and he, Breaks the story and, why, he's, why aren't you doing and it? he's held as a hero.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, the guy. <laughs> yeah, and the woman of who was
1: trying to tell the story right. is, is at a podcast taping and they're talking about, you know, how important it is to listen to women and and then she goes, ah and they go, Shh <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you doing this? I, I I well, honestly, I was just I felt like it it, it I I, I kind of felt like that one had a shelf life. And the other ones, I'm mm. trying to make it, like, I don't want you to, if if you do revisit the show or if you ever watch the show, I don't want you to know expe- specifically, oh, that was because X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, I just did one that was, a, you know, was about Swarm Think, which is very dangerous. So I did a B episode and stuff, but I don't know.
0: I have a, I have a pilot for a show that I sold a couple of years ago that uh, two and a half years ago, and it's about these guys who bring down rich guys who've gotten away with crimes and Thought I was very edgy getting away with this, since you know it was it was the thing nobody was allowed to talk about. But my villain was basically Harvey Weinstein. Wow! And everyone was like, "Are we going to get in trouble if we do this?" And then cut to you know six months later, we can't do it because now everybody's doing that
1: episode. Right. And five years from now, it'll be dated. But we did. Um, I I've been working with uh, Ray Davis for years, uh, trying to make this album he did called Schoolboys and Disgrace, it's a Kinks album. I wanted to make it into a feature. You know that album? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like got a great cover. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was (laughs) getting that tattooed. (laughs) Wow. Um, But uh, so Ray and I, I actually wrote a script. But you know, he and I have been talking about it. But my original script at the end was it's it's an origin story about the character Mister Flash, who becomes the villain. But but he ends up. Uh, he ends up getting into real estate, you know. That was at the end he was buying, you know. And I was like, now I can't, you know what I mean? It'd be too corny, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to figure out, I have to change that. I, right? You would have to change that. Yeah. 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 Because it's just too on the nose, or it's also like, it doesn't, you know, when I first penned the script, it made sense, or it was, I just thought it was funny.
0: Um, well, I'm, I'm obsessed now with what happens to. Fictional presentations of presidents on things like you know it's not on the air anymore, but like on Twenty Four, or movies like Deep right. Impact, because everything... because your president either has to be that generic Morgan Freeman esque right. hello, or some kind of absolute frigging lunatic, in which case you're obviously doing
1: yeah, yeah. but also you can't keep up with it. And yeah,
0: so... no, it's
2: impossible. Right. You yeah. can't. It's it's a it used to be a twenty four hour news cycle. Now it's a twenty four minute news
1: cycle. Yeah. Now we, now have there like i had stayed away from television i've never i've always just made my little small movies and now i'm doing a show would you go out now and pitch a series does that sure interest but you?
2: well the, the problem is it's twofold one is there are so many places to run these things now these uh, the, the, right. the true network the networks you don't know exist right what do i have that you know, uh, and then- It's a great network. Uh, Continue. Yeah, sure no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sure. If I, if I only knew where it was. No, no.
1: Because I like,
2: I can't, I'm
1: terrible at self-promotion. The other night I called it the Federal Witness Relocation Network. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like if you turn evidence on it, you need to cool off. They give you a show on True.
2: But if you, you know, it, 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 to, to know who you're pitching it to and to what audience right. it's supposed to be aimed at, it's almost impossible.
0: Now. Yeah,
1: but but it it feels like so I went out with this show idea seven years ago, and it really went over poorly, you know. And now when I went go out with it, I was able to get it going and other in multiple places. Much to my surprise, I've never had this in my life. Were interested in it, and because it used to be make us a hit show, and now it's the pie just you know just give us a little bit of it you know if you can you know so yeah so i think there's more freedom on television a lot of the um movie maker indie people friends of mine that i kind of go to the festival circuit with they all jumped on tv sure. before i did um but i'm i'm happy doing it i, I mean i'll keep making movies if you can stuff.
2: initiate tv yeah, uh, it's you can have a lot of freedom. But yeah, but if you're going into like, somebody else's show, you don't have to no, freedom. No, not at all. But
0: very very much we can. We were, you know, children of the same age. You know, the '70s TV was just right. this ridiculous Charlie's Angels, you know, kind of garbagey thing. And movies were, you know, what we do it's like Charlie's Angels on TV and Taxi Driver in the movie theaters. Right and now, it's just reverse. Taxi Driver right. would be a mini series on AMC and Oh, sure. Charlie's Angels is a movie. Sure. They're making a new one.
1: The, are they?
0: Yeah, with uh, Kristen Stewart, I think. That's what we need. <laughs> yes, but um, what a, what a perfect place to wrap up though. Yeah, that's at, a the, real at the end of everything. Right? <laughs> that's real um, uh, Bob, got to thank well, you. Well, I hope
1: I gave you something. I don't know if we stuck on the
0: premise. No, no, no. We never stick to the premise. We never stick oh, to the premise. Okay. The only rule is talk for a few minutes about whatever the premise is and mention Ed Wood. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'm your <laughs> Ed Wood guy. We didn't, even, you know. I t- Dana <laughs> Gould
1: Edward. gave me. I have an autographed Ed Wood. Eight by ten, and then on the back, he lists he types up his specialties, like his like oh. his hidden skills. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not like, like old woman, young woman, <laughs> just like and then he does not Ballet. use. He does not use PC terms for the different dialects he can do, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, so, oh, wow. it's so insane,
0: yeah. Oh. Wow, I'm sure. Yeah, no, Dana did the show back in... Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it, it came yeah. up. And what was his genre? then? Uh, his used? genre, he just did... It was early on. This is, this is the big joke. We started recording these so long ago that I just had to record a... Um, uh, a, a little disclaimer. Introduction, A disclaimer. A disclaimer, a disclaimer to on the his show. episode. Yes. Yeah, just saying. Please because understand. He made fun
2: of so many people who are now dead. Uh, so <laughs> many of
1: the people. Yeah, there's a. There's you got to get these shows out. Quicker. Yeah, no, they're starting to come out very. Oh, right, I hope Clint's
0: weeks. fine. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, he made. A, he he did a great bit about how sad Hugh Hefner's sex life must be, which of course isn't <laughs> sad or now. Yeah, so, now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, you don't want to remember the first mm-hmm. Family albums.
2: Mm. Oh, oh yeah poor Von Meter he's yeah, the fun, guy yeah. about- <laughs> yeah. for life I think that, that was, is just the worst story I believe ever one bullet in his career I
1: believe that was Lenny Bruce's line like <laughs> that
0: night oh, yeah. oh what yeah, it was, was. Yeah, yeah poor Von Meter <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you explain for some of our listeners who aren't ah, look 100... it up yeah <laughs> yeah he's right. look, look it guy. up yeah look up Von Meter
1: and Lenny Bruce my friend Barry Kirby always K. says you know you just you you, know don't you know, like he felt like if you stop to explain what you're doing about you that you're a hack it's over and I'm like people
2: don't know (laughs) let them not know it's all right we'll be back next week
0: um yeah I guess we should have Dennis Miller on now since we're gonna have uh, the look it up deeply Um, (laughs) (laughs) no I I listened to his last thing some some thing he had done on he's got a podcast and um, how dare he I listened to about 15 minutes of it and it was he had climbed so far it's almost like a his bit has gotten so convoluted that you can't even you mean the obscure
1: him. references
0: but they're just on top of on top of on top of and now he's even <laughs> referencing things you know like that time I worked in that office in 1967 and you're like no we don't we no, weren't there
1: I, don't
0: know what you're is, talking about. Just, I talk about how I in the 70s no it's a
2: long story it, 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 <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, look, look it up thanks
0: The Movies That Made Me is the official podcast of Trailers From Hell, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. We are proud to be part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Learn more at airwavemedia.com. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made Me.